0: back in the football shed uh your weekly podcast for fans of football that live in the wrong time zone my name's John Hewitt Jeff King is here good eight and Roger Gibbs is here hello and we are in a new shed
1: oh not even a shed. No, we've upgraded to a spare you can't room. Don't tell people that. It's almost a studio. They'll think we're frauds. Yeah. <laughs> the ex-football shed. do we
0: have to change the name to football spare room? Football s- <laughs> spare studio. No, 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 it's the shed. We're, we're still, the shed. still the shed. We just put a picture up on the wall. We're yeah. still very much the shed, but yeah, we have moved to Jeff's new house in his spare room and it is very flash. Feels a bit weird, actually. I uh, feel like
2: there'll definitely be less variation in temperature in this room. Come on, it's not yes. that flash
0: oh it is there's like there's a fan there's a guitar. it's got a bread maker in the corner <laughs> yes. it has and it's got a broken bed in the corner oh, it's perfect I yeah. know oh,
2: I've put that out in the public domain yeah. <laughs> there's no getting that back Jeff <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, we are back in the new shed. Um, Jeff, what are you drinking in your new house?
1: Did you get new fridge beers? You no, know, well, I went to the shop. So I picked my picked my son up, not to digress too much. My son's a three-year-old. I picked him up from childcare on the way home and I stopped by the shop to get some beer. Yeah. It was the supermarket, so I got some, uh, some other things I needed from the supermarket, put it in the basket. But you know, these days, and rightly so, you don't get plastic bags at the supermarket. So I was in autopilot. I was trying to like bloody lasso my my kid from running away and running in front of cars and whatever. So when I got home, I took the shopping out of the boot of my car and I realised that I'd taken the shopping basket home <laughs> <laughs> so I'd put all of the shopping back in the basket I'd walked out of the car Roger's just choked on his I beer just put the whole basket in the boot so I'm just walking into the house with, with a Coles basket and I just like,
2: popped it on the kitchen counter <laughs> Honey
1: well, I'm I was like what the hell are you doing
2: I didn't even realise. It'll well, start a new, new trend. Yeah. They'll have to start putting those <laughs> magnets in them. It's true. I've got a dollar in every time to just get a basket
1: out. Are you Are just going to keep the basket? Well, I mean, I might as well collect them now. It's a good yeah. plan. Brilliant. Well,
3: <laughs>
1: um, Roger, what, have you, what are you drinking? Was your Well, Jeff, ha- Jeff
2: has a, um, a fine uh, independent um, bar and uh, bottle shop near his house which I'm sure he will never frequent, uh, but I thought <laughs> that I can frequent it for Jeff. Uh, so I, I went there and I got some uh, Stomping Ground IPA. But so you,
0: you went to this fancy new bottle shop, Yeah. bought the same beers you always buy. You no, no, I beer.
2: usually go the pale. <laughs> 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 uh, there, w- there just wasn't anything that took my fancy So fanci- you went from pale ale to st-
0: IPA. Yeah, wow. I just, just fancied an IPA. Well, I'm still on the Aldi $5 wine because oh. I'm consistent. Yeah. You two are too Consistently wild. Consistently boring. But um, every week we start with a question, which I think, Roger Gibbs, you're going to do tonight. But before yes. you do that, um, a wee bit of admin. If you want to get in contact uh, with us, ask us a question, tell us where we should buy beer, um, tell us what we're wrong about. Um, if you can find us on Facebook, just search Football Shed, um, not Football Spare Room. I don't know what you get if you... Search that. Um, or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple. And, of course, tell your mate so more people can hear us with our beer recommendations and football nonsense. Rog, what's your question? Well, there was a... This, this is going to be long, isn't it?
2: No, no. There was a fairly big event in the week in the midst of the international fixtures, uh, which was Sergio Ramos... Uh, won his record equaling 167th cap. Yes. Oh. That is a lot of caps. Yeah. And but, he's still not that old, is he? But, that, but that's no. the thing. But in his well, time... Mid- he's 32? But Spain well, have 30. got
1: to the final of every bloody competition every year, really. Good point. Yeah. So he's, he, he's got deep in competition. 14-year international career.
0: And but, he doesn't get injured, though, does he? No.
1: Like, he should get injured. He doesn't. I oh, suppose <laughs> people should injure him more. He, <laughs> yeah, does, yeah, he, he deserved a kicking he, far he, more
2: than he got. So, my question is, can you name the rest of the top ten ooh, for Spain? So, the well, top ten for Spain? Yeah. Casillas. Casillas. Javi, Tick. Tick. Iniesta,
1: Iniesta. Yep. David Villa? No. Torres. Yes.
0: Ooh, now I'm struggling. Uh, what? Who played in... Busquets? Yes.
2: Um, Mata. Nope. one's ex Liverpool, one's Xavier Alonso. Xavi Alonso. Yep. Ex Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> <Natural And> Montreal,
0: <laughs> Chelsea,
2: and Barcelona.
0: Um, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Barcelona. Yeah. What position does he play?
1: Midfield.
2: Came As- to Arsenal. So quite, every other. Came to Arsenal player. quite young. Jose Rez. No. Oh, um, Fabregas. Yes. Oh, of course. Uh, Man City legend. We talked about him recently. David Silva. And I think that's pretty much... Is that summer. all of them? So the thing that surprised me about good this... Work, John, work, that we, that was, great good work. There's one left that you haven't got, which is the one that I, that I had to think about, which is essentially Spain's... Uh, if you think of Spain's most famous goalkeeper. Oh, and... Uh,
0: the Zubi Zeretta? Zubi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, but that was the only one, um, to, and only Zubi Zubi Yeah. Barcelona and Spain, great. But I was actually surprised because I was like, people, where were people like Raul and, and Fernando oh, yeah. Hierro and mm. these guys? It's actually all the more recent but, players. And is that because Spain have been so successful yeah, is that, so, or is it because we play more games? They've got yeah. so
1: deep in tournaments. yeah, So relentlessly deep in tournaments. And then they got the qualifiers.
0: The Hierro-Raul generation just lost. Underachievers. The Zub- and Zubis, they were always the dark horses yeah. and then failed. Yeah. And Zuby played until he's
1: 45. Yeah, So he just... Got
0: loads of caps, but yeah, everyone else, yeah, they all they just failed every year. Whereas See,
1: I, I always think that Mikel Arteta is one of the best players to never play for his country, and I know that we argue about this and have done for the last decade. But there's no wonder he's not played for his country when you li- just listen to the midfielders <laughs> we just reeled <laughs> yeah. off. That yeah. like, because sometimes you can be an amazing footballer, but you just happen to be born in a time yeah. where there are more amazing footballers who are your nationality. Yeah. And poor old Mikel, just. Never had yeah. a chance. The big one for me, we mentioned it last week, is Laporte for Man
0: City. Probably one of the best defenders in the Premier League. Yeah. Plays for a game. Man City. Has never played for France.
2: Has he I think it's Zuma plays for France. Yeah. Has he pissed off um Deschamps? Is it still Deschamps? Yeah. I feel like he must have done something.
0: Uh, deschamp does hold grudges, so maybe. So
2: I, I just because he is I know they've got who else, like Umati, um Baran. Baran. Like there's some good centre backs there, yeah. but he is very, very good. Yeah, it seems a bit weird. He's injured now though, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Which means the end of
1: Man City, they're gonna lose everything. Definitely, yeah, definitely.
2: But um, before we go on to
0: Premier League, it is international week, so for everyone at home, international week football, it's a bit shit,
1: isn't it? Yeah, can I can I just ask you a simple question? Yeah, of course. Do you care? No. Roger.
2: Do you care? I can never just answer a simple question. I always <laughs> answer it with another question. Do okay. I care about what international football? Is that what you're asking me? The, this current wave of international football? I th- no, but
1: I like the Nations League. <laughs> oh, that's, it's isn't that funny, yeah. It's, I think
0: now going back to the qualifiers is highlighted how crap the qualifiers are and how good the Nations League was. It made everything better that we go, oh, it's International Week and it's a competitive game whereas England just beat Bulgaria 4-0 and Kosovo 5-3 which was kind of fun. But in reality, like, if I watched it, I watched it. If I didn't watch it, i do... Like, there was no... So abject. And I
2: think the Nations League, perhaps this is also some of the negative side of the Nations League though is that we know that everyone's going to qualify in the end now because there's so many different ways and back doors that you can get in that it almost just devalues the qualification process because there are some quite tough groups. That's the other thing that I think... Perhaps us as England fans are less interested because our group is is ridiculously easy, yeah. and and let's face it, England are going to qualify. Like I don't think, pretend that we're a great team, but England, there is no way that they're not going to qualify. Yeah. I'll even, and that is so rare for me to say that about yeah. an England team because there is no one quite like England being crap yeah. and failing. Uh, and, and, you know, from flattering to deceive, but I, I'm willing yeah. to go on the line and say we will qualify. But there's some other groups that are really tough. So yeah. maybe if that we were in that position, we'd be more interested.
1: Well, or more annoyed that we weren't just automatically going to qualify. Like, there's, it's, the grass is always browner when it comes to qualifications. Yeah. Uh, like we, browner. We can, you know what I mean? Like, it's, all, no. it's, it's rubbish on either side. Okay. Um, is, it, is that a phrase? The grass is always well, browner? Well, it is now. We can, we can coin it. Um, England have the longest active unbeaten streak in qualifiers. I haven't uh, lost since, like, 2009? 42 games unbeaten wow. in
2: That qualifiers. is a lot. But it also shows the quality of opposition we've played. Probably. But, but it's, oh, it's, a, it's such extreme because the, the team in second, Spain, with 23. It's yeah. nearly double, double the next.
1: But it's exactly double.
2: I think this it's is an exactly issue. exactly double the next. <laughs> like, I think this is a big issue for England. Because we, we find them... That we're really good. No, no. That we go to these tournaments and without to the without like without having played teams of a similar or better level. But no one to else England. has
0: either. Like Spain, don't go. Or oh, we've qualified. It's been so
2: difficult playing Azerbaijan. <laughs> no, but Spain's Spain's <laughs> group. I haven't got the groups in front of me. But Spain's is definitely more difficult than ours. But it's, they're still not playing against. I think this they're really also not England, and we love. we have this. Uh, inferiority complex or we I just think No,
0: no, I'm going to shoot you down right now because I've got annoyed with how as soon as England games happen England people who talk about English football just go oh in reality though we're crap aren't we and oh uh, we we beat them 4-0 and 5-3 but we should have a better midfield and oh uh, it's not really good enough we've unbeaten in 46 <laughs> but we haven't games. won anything John Well we've <laughs> Got to semi, two semi-finals for the first time in like thirty years. No, I, We're making progress. Why does everyone have to? No, always I be agree. So I agree negative? that there's progress.
2: Although the thing I would say about the World Cup that we got excited about, we didn't. We went into that. I Don't think we can get carried yeah. away. We did not go into that with big expectations. No. We talk, We said that all we wanted was to see England playing well. Yeah. Right. We didn't even. We weren't even. And that's a sign that things aren't great. Because, yeah, Yeah. Jeff, sorry, apart from Jeff, who thought we were going to win and Harry Kane was going to finish Golden Boot and was remarkably close (laughs) to that prediction. (laughs) Who knew? But we did luck out a little bit with our... massively. And you can only play what's in front of you. And I think that if you look back over that same period... Yeah. Of the 42 games that we've won, I think if you put that next to when we have played teams of a ranking above or similar to mm. us, our record would not be very good. No, we get that. And Gareth Southgate get, gets that. But we played in the Nations
0: League and beat Spain well and beat Croatia well yeah. and got through to the semifinals. And I was we very choked, excited about that. We choked at the semifinals, but we haven't played anyone good since. Well, we didn't. So why, why do we get upset that oh we only beat Kosovo 5-3 I don't get it I
1: don't think we choked we got beaten by the Netherlands well, yeah, that's not choking because it's a,
2: a fishbowl and we're, it's a, it's a slow news week because there's no Premier League <laughs> and all the pundits need to make some money and the one that goes round and round and round is endless soul-searching about England yeah. because we haven't won a tournament since 1966.
1: Yeah. You, you, no, I, 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 I'm massively on your side here, John. It does my head in to go, to, to hear the rhetoric being, oh, Southgate just doesn't know his best team. Am I yeah. So what, you've got too many good players to pick from? Fuck off. Yeah. But
2: there is one thing that I saw. Okay, I know, you know, I, I take what you're saying <laughs> yeah. on board here. But there's one thing that I've read a bit of this week that I do perhaps agree with, mm-hmm. which is that, as we said, I think it's very likely that England would will qualify. So in that case, to me, we should very much have our eye on these next tournaments and be thinking about that. Yes, you can't take a game for granted. And you need to win it. But we should be thinking about what is our team going to be you know, week one of yeah. the game we won at Euros. Yeah. Now, is Jordan Henderson going to be in that team?
0: Yeah, 100%. Captain of Liverpool, captain of the team that won the European Cup. Champions League yes. winner.
2: It's not exactly the
1: future, though, is he? He's 28.
0: He's 29. And they he? play in nine months' time. He's 20, he's, I thought
1: he was over 32. I think he's 29, John. You can fact check me. I think he's, he's 29.
2: I'll, I'll Google it now. I'm sure he's over 30. No, no, no.
1: And so he's—you—he might not be the future. He's
2: not a Jordan James just, Sancho, but he's—but he's
1: not the past yet.
2: I think that we have a front four, and I mean that as a—if we're playing as a three with one on the bench, because mm-hmm. I think Sancho, Sterling, the way Sterling is playing at the moment is is incredible. Yeah. Rashford and Kane, I think, as a four, that. We, you know, we will challenge most teams in the world with that. But I do, I do also think that we lack quality in those central midfield positions. And my thing I'm excited about with England at the moment is actually some of the young players coming through in that area. And I would like to see them playing more. Like we talked about, we talked about Madison. Mm. I'd quite like to see Foden playing more. I know he's not necessarily playing for Man City, but I just, I think if if you're good enough play them and i just i don't know if i don't yeah, think we're going to win i think we can win the euros i don't think we're going to win the euros with the midfield 3 that we played against kosovo
1: i think your um what you just said is a relic of a time that that we no longer live in and i, I mean that in the in the in the kindest of ways but i th- i think to to complain, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to go at you here, Roger. This is the the public rhetoric that I think I'm um, just heard there slightly. That we're not giving youth a chance, and we're not looking towards the future. When when Southgate has done nothing but give these young, unheard of, untried players a, a chance in his tenure, I think that he's set the bar for giving youth a chance, trying players that are inexperienced or not playing for their clubs who are, have been good at England youth level. I, I'm more excited about this. Wave apart from, mm. apart from Danny Welbeck, apart from Danny Welbeck, you
2: can have that. <laughs> and um, no, I I agree with I agree with everything you're saying. All I'm saying is I just I think you've got to have your eye on that team. And I I, mean, I disagree with you. I to me I I wouldn't have that midfield three.
0: Yeah, I get you, but Henderson is 29. Um, oh, there we go. The, so he's twenty nine. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah. So um, and he's but you have to have a couple of players that have played in big games. Like I get, yeah, Foden's better than Barkley and Henderson's not the best football player in the world. But actually, you have got to win games of football, and to win games of football, you have to have a few people that are leaders, that talk, that get young players through the game. Sancho's nineteen, Rashford's yeah. twenty one, Sterling's twenty three, oh, Sterling's 24. come
2: on, Sterling's got the experience.
0: Now. No, but 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 all these guys are under twenty five. And like, so I don't think we need to panic about, all oh, our team's getting old. It's not the days of when we no, had true. 34-year-old Beckhams as our best player. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, let's
1: get off England because I'm bored of them. The, the last the last, sorry, <laughs> no, the last, thing I'll say is um, Ross Barkley. You know, Ross yeah. Barkley now has 31 England caps. I thought he was going to say he's 31 years old. I was like, no, he's no, he he not. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he has 31 England caps. Yeah. Do you
2: think? Do you feel like that's a lot or not many? I think that's quite a lot. Oh. For for a for a player who has not twenty nine as substitute,
1: I, I don't know how many a substitute. Sorry, yeah, a but for a player who's not necessarily reached the heights he was projected to reach, he's not reached his potential. He left Everton through inconsistent circumstances mm. and has not been starting for Chelsea, and yet he's sitting on thirty one England caps. I I, th- I argue I'm going to argue that when we sit here in five years' time doing this yet he will be. The worst player to get to 100 England claps in our lifetime.
0: No, I... I, think, I don't think he'll get to 100. No, I don't think... It, one, I don't think he'll to 100. But two, I think he's better than... We built him up. His problem was that he was the next Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And he's not Wayne Rooney. But he's better than Jordan Henderson. So, but he, but he's not like an amazing, amazing player. But he's a very, very good... England and Premier League player. He'll play in the top six his whole career. He like, did play. Yeah.
2: Pl- I would say that. And I think it's probably because he, you're right. It's like really, but he burst onto the scene and, but he was young. I mean, you, pro- you don't know how good a player is going to be at that age because they're still learning. And I think we all thought he was going to carry on. And I mean, from my own personal perspective, I feel like he has plateaued at a level earlier than I thought he would. Mm. Like I thought he could be, anything in the world when i first saw him and i I don't know if he's going to get there now i think a lot of that's injury perhaps and continuity Mm. um but i I just don't necessarily know he's going to be that very best level and be a star for england which he did look like when he could be when he came yes i don't
0: think he'll be a star but i do think if you watch him now it used to always be at everton like ross barkley does this amazing run does this and this then massive howler headless chicken that
1: does his final ball was Namely, the last
0: yeah. time Barkley made a massive howler in the middle of the park when he gave the ball away in the wrong he doesn't do it anymore True. he is matured at that point that so the last two or three years he's actually got to the point where he goes okay give the ball where I need to give it if I can't give it make sure I keep the ball don't do something stupid and when he gets the opportunity he turns and runs at players so I, I think he's really matured it's less
1: exciting to watch but I think he's a much better player than he was. Interesting. I'll, I'll take Keeping that into account him. when I started judging him this season because yeah. he obviously has. You know, I was the same as you, Roger. When he first started, I thought this this kid's got everything. Yeah. But I, I, the plateau is the best way to put it. He's just not continued that trajectory yeah. of growth. And perhaps you're right, John. Perhaps he's got more maturity, catching the eye less. But and there's he
2: can't be that bad if he's starting for Chelsea, but. Mm. interesting
1: okay i'll keep my eye i've
2: got one other very quick thing (laughs) on this game but it's not about england oh yeah go on. one of the things that uh there's a few things that annoyed us about this game evidently like different (laughs) things but one for me was perhaps not giving the opponents enough credit and i just Mm. wanted to touch on kosovo Mm. primarily because um if i was better prepared for the shed i would have talked about it in more detail because i read a very interesting article about Kosovo um yeah. this week and obviously they're a fairly new footballing nation um the newest s- some countries in the world still don't recognize them as a country which probably shows that i won't talk about those countries but um they have actually had a really good record of in recent times and i think they were f- I, I, you can fact check on this but i think there were 15 games yeah, 15 unbeaten games before yeah. this so you know, it's like we gave them no credit at all because they came back and scored three goals. But actually, fifteen games unbeaten mm. is pretty decent. Oh, uh, and yeah. they can—they've certainly got some footballers.
0: They're very—they're they're ranked 120th in the world, which is massively low for where they're at. They're probably a top 30 or 40 team. But yeah, they because of the nations league, they won every game in their nations league against the teams that are ranked around a similar level. So they're going to go up. So it's going to make it harder, but. They're a good footballing side, and they're missing two of their players in the game last night. Um, who were their two wingers? Who were their two best players? And so they've got more to come. And they just attack. They just go for it. And their coach came out before and went, "You know what? We're going to go for it. We're playing England for the first time. Let's attack!" And isn't that great? Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. And that's Bessart
1: Berisha, isn't it? Who scored the? No, line. it's uh Val- Berisha. Varon Berisha. Bessart Berisha did play for Kosovo though. He's on the, uh, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. He's on the bench. Doesn't
2: night. he play for Albania though? There no, he was. He I changed, was Albanian.
1: Changed allegiances
2: when Kosovo existed.
0: Moving off England, Germany lost to Holland four two. Now this is a little while ago now, but the reason I want to bring this up is VAR chat, which a bit early for VAR chat. Um, but did you see the penalty that was given against Delict? So the ball goes up in the air, um, and I, I saw this one. He goes. Flying up in the air and De looks over somewhere else and the ball comes down and hits his arm, completely oblivious. He didn't know where the ball was, penalty given. That's a problem.
2: But I th- I think to um, jump to the defence of VAR, it again <laughs> comes back to an interpretation of the handball rule rather than VAR itself. Yeah, It's a prime example of we've talked about it a lot and i mean it's interesting to see if this will continue for the season but i think the biggest issue is how we interpret the rules now we have this new tool and i think the new interpretation of the handball rule they haven't got right and i agree i just felt i felt outraged yeah. about that because again it had no effect on play he wasn't looking there was no possible way it was intentional or it didn't deny a clear no. goal scoring opportunity but still was given handball, and it just felt wrong. You just see that, and you're like, why? Okay, so so it
1: hit his arm in the box, so whether he was aware of it or not doesn't make a difference, right? The the rule is that's a penalty. Uh, That's the rules.
2: No, but is that the... the thought no, not in in the Premier League, the way that they're applying it, it's if it's handball and it directly leads to a chance or a goal-scoring opportunity, but... It may be being applied differently in the Nations League. So for me, for Firmino, 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 Firmino. Yeah. You've said it right a yeah. few is
1: times. Was that, is that right? Which one's yeah. that? Firmino, Firmino, Firmino. Zubi oh, God, no. Days <laughs> <laughs> of Liverpool. That yeah. yeah. So when he does a no look, got poked goal, in the eye. Yeah, still counts. What. <laughs> so just because he's not looking doesn't mean he's exempt from the rules oh, no but it's, no, no, bad no, no. move on John Quick. no
0: but well because uh, new one on Facebook says he thought it, it was a
1: correct decision um, it is according to the rules it, it is a correct decision
0: it is a correct rule by the. it's a correct decision by the rules but isn't it madness that that's the point we've got to now is that because that is going to make you just kick the ball at people's arms
2: well, I think, but this is what we're saying I, I don't I don't think that in this instance it is the fault of VAR. It's the system altogether in terms of how we are interpreting the handball rule, which we know has changed. But it's just blown up because we can now see these tiny. I mean, it, it, I don't. The Laporte one was just as ridiculous in that that was just a brush of the arm, didn't affect yeah. anything, but, but it, it just happened that it happened went to a goal. But I think that they, to me, I put them both in the in the same yeah. corner in that the. Action of the ball touching the hand has, ha- you know, has had no impact on the events, and therefore should not be handballed. Yeah.
1: Well, I think um, Sigmund Freud had uh, had a, a few comments, which I think are poignant here.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Only thieves fear the security camera. <laughs> right.
2: Well known. Well known. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> yeah.
1: You well, can't argue with the bloke. He's, he's you know. We can. Change modern... Well, you can, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he a bit of a knob, too? Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, his security camera quote was spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving
0: off that, um, did anyone see... This was brought to us by Chris on Facebook. The French national... Well, the game against Albania and what happened with the national anthems. Uh, They got it wrong. Yeah. So, basically, France uh, playing at home, playing against Albania. They... Albanian team line up. They play the Andorrum national anthem. No, and so oh wow, all the Albanian flat um, no. fans, pl- <laughs> all the Albanian players are just like, ah, uh, that's not a national anthem.
3: <laughs> so start
0: complaining. So they delay the start because they go, oh, I've got to go and play the right one or whatever. They find the right one. And then over the tannoy, they go. Oh, sorry to Armenia for playing the wrong national anthem. Oh like, no! no. <laughs> Albania, you're did playing they, Albania. Did they walk off the pitch? No, they played, but yeah, they weren't happy. <laughs> yeah, you it's...
1: imagine just some panicked bloke on Spotify just go national anthems? Who are they? Australia? No shit.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's uh, they really compounded their error there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And the last thing on the international roundup, this came from Dom on Facebook. A lot of Facebook updates. Um, thanks for sending them in. If anyone's got any more, keep them coming. Yes, yeah, it's great. Um, have you seen the Henrik Mikatarian toy? It's called Mickey <laughs> Toy, and Henrik <laughs> Mikatarian has released his own doll, like his own Barbie doll. Wow, that is odd. And there's an amazing video. It's on our Facebook page of him kind of. Singing with the doll, and the doll sings and goes, Henrik Mikatarian, Henrik <gasps> Mikatarian. And you can play football with the doll, and it's weird. Yeah. Wow. But,
2: and it's, but it's like a legitimate business enterprise.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, he's like stood there going, Yeah, buy my doll. This is brilliant. This is awesome. Some people just receive really poor advice. What is the market for that? The whole of Armenia, <laughs> <laughs> or Andorra, or <laughs> wherever. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, Albania. Wait, like, get the right one. But he's like a god there. So, like, he's, like, the biggest superstar in the world. So they just, like, love him. So, yeah, it's going great guns.
1: Has anyone else had a doll? Was there like a Gary Lineker doll when you were a kid? There kids? must have been. Yeah.
0: Oh, do you remember the, uh, those little things, the little bodies with the massive heads? Oh,
3: yeah. A yeah. troll? Yeah.
1: No, no.
0: no, like footballers.
3: Oh, yeah. Like a
0: kiddo. Yeah, you he, yeah, had like <laughs> Gaza or whatever. <laughs> yes. And they'd have a tiny little legs and stand up and they have a massive What head. were they <laughs> called? Did what was the name? Cornflakes? I can't remember. Come
2: on. Well, someone, you must remember the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, they were in breakfast cereal. Someone in the world would know. But yeah, they were brilliant. Doesn't count. I would say that's more of a figurine than a doll.
0: Yeah. But yeah, is, is a proper like Barbie-sized doll.
2: Wow. Um, moving
0: on from silly stuff to slightly serious stuff, Jeffy, you wanted to talk about... Yeah. Um, well, we, as, as a segue to this, we've tried to not talk about racism on the show because one, we're three white middle-class guys that live in Australia. Um, so how much of a voice can we have? Um, and we don't want to give... Racism any more volume than it already has, so we kind of try and not talk about it too much. But something happened this week that you pertinently wanted to. It's, yeah, it's, talk it about. has.
1: It has been hard because the last few weeks, uh, I think we've just dis- we've discussed it when we've been doing the running order, um, because there there's there been a few incidents. Obviously, there's been two incidents at Manchester United, and there's been the incident uh, into Milan with Romelu Lukaku mm. that have all got a fair chunk of media coverage, and I was pretty. Um, I, guess, I guess frustrated with the whole thing. Now, I say frustrated, that's a very middle-class white man mm-hmm. kind of uh, comment to have on racism. Yes, it's frustrating. <laughs> but um, the, the rhetoric regarding it's the two points I want to make, I think. The, the, the rhetoric regarding it is, is football's gone backwards. You know, that seems to be, you know, you know football, there is a, a racism problem that is getting worse in football. Mm. Now, I, fo- I kind of feel like that's missing the point. I can't, and, and I'm sorry if, if yeah. I'm not in a privileged position to to, to form a solid opinion, to so yeah. judge it if you like, but I kind of feel like there is a, the world is going back. It's mm. not football. Football is a representation of society. And if you have 80,000 people, a cross section of society, 80,000 people standing in a room at once, yeah. you are going to get a proportion of those who have different views than you think are standard. And when, when clubs come out and say, oh, it doesn't represent our club, no, it doesn't. But it represents a cross-section of 80,000 random people who like who happen to be from the same place. Now, if our society is becoming more divided, which it is, yeah. you know, we don't look at football and say there's a problem in, in, of racism in football. There's actually a problem of racism in our society. And the, the bigger divisions that we sow through our politics and our social systems, I mean, Brexit in the UK... Mm. Yeah, that, so that seeds racism in football. Yeah. It's not racism in football that's happening in in an isolated silo that's going, oh, well, we have to fix this problem in football. What we do is create charities and kick it out. Don't get me wrong. The, the work they do is a really good thing. But football yeah. is a result of what's going on in the world. And you, you you see this stuff on social media and you see this stuff in Manchester United, and I, I've stopped myself saying any of this on, on yeah. until the Lukaku incident last week. So Lukaku got, um, he was taking a penalty. Do you see? He was yes. Taking a penalty, and a bunch of Calgary fans were standing behind the goal, making, like, putting their arms under their armpits. Kek-Liari. making Monkey chanting at him. Um, pretending they were monkeys, right? Yeah. Again, didn't say anything on last week's shed yeah. because it's not our place to do so. Until the Inter fans wrote an open letter to Lukaku. Now, their open letter said, I'm paraphrasing here because I didn't bring it in my notes, but it's basically said, look, in Italy it's different. They're not being racist, they're just trying to get under your skin. Like They're just trying to mess with you so you miss that penalty. Mm. It's not racist, it's just gamesmanship. They're yeah, willing don't, to get, don't take it or something. One like up. It. Yeah. That is
0: absolutely disgusting. Yeah, And it just highlights an ignorance of.
1: No idea, no concept of anything other than white privilege. It's, it's exactly right. And then Lukaku was, you know, he he's Belgium, but he's not originally Belgian. Mm. Uh, and when you know you hear stories of his upbringing, he was he was the only black guy in his school. Like, like he yeah. had a tough time with racism as he was growing up in a in a predominantly white nation. And it, mm. you know, Belgium's had its its historical. Um, Problems, shall I say, with with invading African nations and taking yeah. them over, and, and then retreating very, very quickly, and, and it's it's had its own kind of sketched past when it comes to its own racial issues. But it became very welcoming of of refugees yeah. during the time that Lukaku was was a kid, which is why why he was there in the first place. And the the fact that a, a club cannot denounce their fans saying that, so Inter have not come out and said this was wrong, our, cl- our fans are wrong. And the big thing is, so Lukaku arrives at Inter Milan as the star signing.
0: They spend a huge amount of money. They, these ultras, um, which for me,
2: one, I can't stand that term, ultra. And Doesn't side, it make you think of like a Nazi skinhead though? Like well, as... and side, yes. side yeah, point, <laughs> with a
0: conversation for another time, I can't stand Australian... A-League fans thinking it's cool to have an ultra section at the A-League. This is a problem, and it's a wider conversation, but they need to understand what they're going... or they're representing. Is, yeah, yeah, what they're representing. Um, but um, they, all these fans turn up at the airport when Lukaku arrives. It's like, he's the hero. This is a great guy. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here. We welcome you to Winterland, This is brilliant. He goes and gets racially abused at work at Calgary, and then his own
1: fans say... Oh, it's all right. They're just like, messing with you. They're just trying to make you miss the penalty.
0: What the hell? Like, if I'm Lukaku right now, I I would love like he's not going to do it, but I'd love it if he just turned around and went, go, "I'm not playing for this club again. Yeah. See you later. Rip up my here. contract. See you later. I don't care. I'm out of here because it's a disgrace.
2: Or at least just came out and said, "I completely disagree," and I'm. If yeah. I am offended by it and therefore it is extremely racist. Like that's mm. th- th- it's just the whole it doesn't matter yeah. if it's one person it's, it's so wrong it's yeah. just like, there's, like
1: no, there's no black and white here no pun intended it, yeah. it, it's it's as clear cut as it, as it comes and, and I think that is a what that is I'm not going to just go yeah. like full nuclear on, on, on countries but Again, if if what's going on in England is a representation of what's going on in society in England, what's going on in that part of Italy is a representation of what's going on in that part of Italy. Yeah. You know, and, and across a
2: huge amount of Italy, like, you know, the rise of populism in in Italy is it, you know is is very evident, and it's it's mirrored across much of of Western Europe, which like personally scares scares the hell out of me. But so I think is, it's yeah, you really see it in Italy. So this is exactly the thing. So so the fact that
1: it's worse in Italy is another just mirror up to the societal problems that they are experiencing. Mm. And the I, fact I, that it's I, getting worse in England yeah. is exactly a mirror up to the societal problems that we're experiencing in the UK. And, and, and that, to me, is far more concerning and disappointing and heart-wrenching than any racism in football. Yeah. And yes, Marcus Rashford shouldn't be treated like that. I, I get that. Yeah. But that's not a problem for football to fix. You should, you, should, you know, you read the Sun newspaper yeah. and on the back page they're talking about how amazing Marcus Rashford is and on the front page they are the most divisive media outlet in that country yeah. where they are, they are sowing seeds of racism. So how can you have that disconnect in the, in the same publication? And the people who read it, they buy it for the football and yet they absorb what's in the rest of that paper. Yeah. So no wonder football is a representation of what's going on. So for me the whole thing is disgusting. I've no right to comment on it cuz it doesn't affect my life. Yeah. And I'm I'm privileged because of that and I don't know what it feels like. But you
2: can I think it's fine to give your opinion on it Jeff. And I think, I mean one of the other reasons I think we don't talk about <clears throat> this aspect too much is cuz I think we we are we are friends on this <laughs> on this pod and we we're, we're generally fairly like-minded individuals And I think. Um one of the issues this is we we would I think reinforce each other's opinions. But I think one thing I would say it's slightly interesting is we did talk touch on this topic a bit last year. and we'd speculate as well as to whether part of the issue in football is that perhaps it now gets more media coverage, mm. which maybe is is a better thing in terms of we're more aware of it. But I think you know now having the benefit of hindsight, I don't actually think that that necessarily is a factor. I think what we are seeing is, is a true reflection of society. I mean, you can look at the, um, the, the police statistics, which are regularly mm. quoted in the UK at the moment, that incidences of reported racism in society in the UK have never been higher. Yeah. And it's it's increased dramatically since Brexit. Yeah. So I think I completely agree, Jeff, that all these things are connected and we can't look at it in isolation with football. But That doesn't mean we shouldn't try and fix it in football as well as in society. And maybe that's somewhere where the visibility enables us to do more about it because so, football is such a big thing. That yeah, At least if point, we can yeah. try and do the right thing in something that is so public like football, mm. maybe that can then go the other way and try and influence society. Yeah,
1: I I hope that you're right because it seems like there are mechanisms in football that at least try to portray themselves as a more inclusive liberal spirit. You know, the fact that clubs in the UK, not in Italy, will come out and denounce this stuff and, and want to push with measures that will ban people, it it they, it appears as if there is. Mo, you know, there's momentum on the right but side
0: where, of the conversations. Where's FIFA? Where's Have has, they have they said anything? From the from the problem is at the top,
1: you
2: don't
0: yeah. have. It doesn't come down like we saw the England team. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was. Was it Danny Rose getting abused in the yeah. u- away in Ukraine? I can't remember now. Um, I can't remember exactly where it was. So fact check me. But um, basically, what happened is the FA get a fine. Yeah, and they get a fine of X amount of dollars, which they just go, yeah, we'll take it out of our kitty and pay it.
2: Which was tiny. The fine was tiny. Yeah, yeah
0: like- and in Milan, if they get anything, I'm sorry, Calgary, for the abuse that their fans gave, if they get anything, it will be a fine. I don't and- think it's
2: Calgary. We're saying it wrong either. That's in Canada. I think it's Ka- Cagliari or something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, if they, they, all they'll get is a fine, and what does a fine do? And if you fine a Premier League club, they'll just go, well, I've got shed loads of money. Makes no difference, You yeah. need to ban teams. Just go, you're banned from... a National team, you're banned for the next three World Cups.
1: But if you're a club, club
0: team, you're banned from Europe. You're relegated to the bottom division. You've got to be hard on it and have a real effect on the club that yeah. those people support and go, what you've done... And even if it's only... Five or ten people, because of you, five or ten people, because of your idiotic views, what you've done is
2: ruined this whole club. Yeah. And then you start having. That's an how it gets called out. But yeah, yeah for that you need strong governance. And so then, so what, what, what about
1: if 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 the board at Manchester United said, okay, uh, this is a real problem, and we can see that this is sowed by by the problems in our society, right? So the Daily Mail, the Sun, the Star; these are papers that are traditionally more. Yeah. secular yeah. shall I say in the UK are not allowed to cover us yeah. full stop they can't feature us anywhere in their paper until they change their rhetoric Yeah, that would make a stand yeah. that would be an, an actual practical thing a club could do to cre- and, and that would create global momentum because it would be such a I, I don't know think- l- legally they can say you can't cover them but you can legally say we won't talk to you so no, you won't, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, won't be interviewed our uh, name, our brand is copyrighted you can't use it yeah Sure there are there are creative things that that could be done as opposed to just just putting a Twitter thing out saying we denounce it.
0: Yeah. Or just
1: yeah, oh there's a fine.
0: Yeah. But but yeah. Let's move off it. But um Well put, Jeffer. You put that together really well. Um but all races are cunts. (laughs) <laughs> just thought, that's my conclusion so what happened in the Football League this, weekend, uh, this in week in the Football League this week Danny Cowley took over at Huddersfield now does anyone know who Danny Cowley is nah hit me so Danny Cowley was uh, manager of Lincoln uh, with his brother Nicky Cowley and they brought Lincoln up from the National League to League 1 and were looking very good in League 1 and they went to the FA Cup 5th round 2 years ago 6th yeah. round Um and did really well. Um, and they've been offered the job at Huddersfield. And they've initially, they weren't going to take it. And now they've taken it. Um, which, I mean, Huddersfield were a Premier League club for two years last year. Um, so
2: so Seavert has just gone? Yeah, he got fired after three games, yeah.
0: which was a waste of time.
2: Um,
0: so he took the worst job in football, didn't he? Ironically, Siver, the Huddersfield fans didn't like him. Because he looked like a PE teacher, the Cowley brothers were PE teachers <laughs> <laughs> when they became coaches. Um, but I'm intrigued. I
2: really so like wait. Them. So this is two brothers. Yeah. So it's
0: Danny and Nicky. And, and they're
2: like joint. Yeah. Danny Cowley. They're a team.
0: Danny Cowley is the manager. Nicky Cowley is the first team coach. He's the <gasps> tactics guy. Danny Cowley is the enthusiast. He's the one that gets them
1: the man. Manager. He's the Slaven
0: Bilic. Yes.
1: He's the. Gets them all up for it. You know, I remember hearing an interview with these blokes about 10 years ago. No, less than that. Eight years ago, whatever. What were, Sorry, what were their jobs beforehand? PE teachers. Is no, before Huddersfield. Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln City, okay.
0: It wouldn't have been eight years ago because they've only no. been there three years. Um, but before that, <laughs> <laughs> before that, they were at another another like, very small club, but they bought them up from like generic Saturday League when yeah. they were PE teachers and got them up to a point where like we need to go pro, but we haven't got any money. And so- then Lincoln picked them oh. up Interesting.
2: um, I mean, it's one out of the box a bit by Huddersfield, I suppose. It's um, good on them for trying something a bit different. Well, in
0: in reality, Huddersfield have run well as a club. Like, they've not spent all their money when they've gone up to the Premier League. They've signed well. They've had a record of good managers until Sievert. Um, And I think it could be the perfect fit. The thing that could go wrong is they're a little bit English. Oh, come on, boys. We'll be all right and I don't know whether they've got the nuance to be a little bit better that you need in a
1: championship but there's two of them true
2: <laughs> I mean yeah it's just I mean the, the champ we've talked about it. I mean I bang on about it all the time but the championship is a very good league now and this in the you know it's it's almost not quite enough to just have something a little bit different you've also mm. got to be certainly be a good coach and be able to play good football because there's a lot of teams there that have decent money and are playing very good football, but yeah, I mean, I I knew nothing about that, John. So I'm certainly um, I'm intrigued, intrigued see what to keep an eye on it because they're um they're a little bit precarious in the championship at the moment. They're actually, I think, in the bottom three. Yeah. So they're um they
0: started really bad. Yeah,
2: not a not an easy job to, and we've seen it with so for, you know I've sort of seen that over the last few games with Huddersfield, and I just think we've seen it so much over the last few years that when some of these teams do come down from the Premier League. There's all these parachute payments and what have you, but it, the parachute doesn't necessarily work. And no. often they will keep, those keep things falling. You,
1: but the thing is, usually those things are absorbed <coughs> by player wages, like in the case of Sunderland and Swansea. But Huddersfield really kept their belts tight in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah. so you'd, you'd hope that they could reinvest the, some the of that The Burnley money. model,
2: essentially. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right.
0: <coughs> um, also, face on Facebook, Paul mentioned that Mark Sampson uh, has been hired by Stevenage. Now, if anyone knows Paul, he oh, is a go. Stevenage fan fan um, but he mark sampson england women's coach yes who left after a bit of bullying. a scandal Ah, oh, people so he's only in temporary charge at the moment this is I... the
1: pre phil neville guy
2: yes does he that... have any connection with steven inch or is it just he? A... he was hired at the start of the
0: season just as a first team coach and so he's been there since the start of the season they've fired the manager and they've brought him in um, only as a temporary they haven't given him the job okay so, so right I've not met this guy
1: mm-hmm. I don't like him <laughs> <laughs> I kind of agree <laughs> I, do, like, I remember when the so he there was a misconduct charge wasn't there when yeah. he was, in he he was bullying school. people Yeah, bullying people right I, I remember hearing some interviews with Rachel Yankee yeah and I just think this guy sounds like a sleaze fest. Yeah, yeah, he's not a nice guy. And, and a real stuck in the Stone Age kind of bloke that yep. I'm glad the FA are getting rid of. So, for all the Stevenish Borough fans out there, good luck. Yes, yeah, oh yeah. Um,
0: let's move on to the Premier League.
2: Um, it's been a while. When's it back? Feels like it's, back been on ages. it's been ages. How back long has it Sa- been? But before... Is it only a week? It feels like more than a week.
0: Before we get excited about the Premier League being back... I'm excited already, John. We need to get excited about the fact that I have won one of the predictions for oh, the season already. Uh, yes. I was hoping
2: that we were going to avoid this this the,
0: week. The uh, sack race vote, I went for Javi Gracia at Watford, and he got
1: fired. Four games. Four games.
2: Now, four you games. haven't won yet. I would just like to add... Hold on, hold on. It's just up. called the sack Wait, race. Just hold on. sacked first. We discussed the predictions... In, and our, then we vote. in yeah. our final episode of the year, and then we vote on them. <laughs> and nothing is final until the vote. You should know that by now, yeah. John. Yeah, true. But <laughs> it, might a, it might be a better sacking. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, what do you think?
0: Uh, I, well, I thought it was going to happen. Could, can I ask
2: that? <laughs> can I ask my um, my stock standing question here? You know what I'm going to ask. Go on. Uh, I, I'm not surprised about the sacking. I was more surprised about... The appointment, or should yes. we say, the reappointment, plan or panic? Uh,
0: right. I f- well, the, the re- they they fired him, and 17 minutes later, released a statement saying, "We've hired Flores again." Again,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> thing is, they have exactly—it's a bit me weird. If i are wrong, they have exactly the same win percentage. Yeah, no, like, like so exactly 45 percent or something stupid is exactly. So, what do same. we
2: think the rationale was then? Like, I mean, I, obviously, they haven't started well, but why go? Watford's,
0: Watford's management just, I, really, the way they run the club is if it's going stale, change the manager, see what happens. And that's what they do. And I think they went, well, we're going to change the manager. And Flores was out of work. He'd been in China recently. He was like, do you want to come back? Let's freshen it up, see what happens. And it's a whole bunch of new players. So it's a different bunch of players apart from Troy Deeney from three years ago. So it rarely works
2: though. No, I just, I mean, and what, I think there's better options out there, surely. Like, we, you know, again, we look Jose at Jose Marina. Par- well, apparently, they spoke to um the Bristol city manager, so oh, I'm, really? I'm glad they didn't. You get would never job take kid, that but, job, you've only got nine uh, months. It's on a, definitely a bit of a poison chalice at the moment.
0: I'm continuing all my predictions, I have them going down, and I think they're going down. Like, it seems like the end of what, what they, they got some... FA Cup final. They came ninth or tenth. Like, where else do they go? Like, I don't know what the ambition is.
1: Where do you go next? Well, they do they said again. They certainly didn't act in the summer like there was a next step. Yeah. They were consolidating. So you, they consolidated on their best season, which you know, which is dangerous.
2: To... It's so dangerous in the Premier League what, like, when you got it. clubs coming up and spending a hundred million, and uh, uh, you know, and and also everyone looking to improve. You're right. If you go, okay, I'm going to accept this and stand still. Unless you're Burnley, you can't. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. or Newcastle. They're the only no. teams that have managed to consolidate and and, and do well, that kind of same thing. Newcastle haven't done it yet. Correct. I'm sorry, they've done it because they. I think because they have Benitez, and I, now I think they might come unstuck with that same strategy with the um, with the manager that's not as good. Yeah, I think it's madness from Watford's
1: perspective. As you say, John, that's what the owners do. They're used to it. They own a bunch of clubs all over Europe. That's what they do with all of their clubs. Yeah, I. Just think, I can't deal with it. It's madness.
0: Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, and moving on to like the games of next week. Next
2: week, Watford play Arsenal at home, home or away. Home. Do you reckon they get the new manager bounce? Well, normally, I would put Watford for this game purely because Troy Deeney loves riling Arsenal. Oh, that's up, a good point. Yeah, uh, and Arsenal usually play terribly against Watford, but I. I don't actually know if they will get a new manager. Like I, I um, it's funny as well because I, um, at the start of the year I was fairly, I suppose, ambivalent about about Watford. Like I don't dislike Watford, but I don't, yeah. I don't love them. I don't quite know. I'm just a bit meh. Mm. But I think now with this decision, I, it's just bizarre, and it makes me want them to go down because I'm kind of like, if you were thinking about that, do it at the start. You know, give another manager the pre-season and to think about it. Don't just go. You know, four games in, oh, God, we've made a wrong decision. Like, four games is nothing. You cannot make a decision on four no. games.
1: But for, for them, they're saying, you know, the the rhetoric is that it's the last 15 games. Their last 15 games as Yeah, because
0: they've been awful at the end of last season as well. But
1: it's because all of the players were in an FA Cup final. Yeah, you like, know, as, as, if
2: that, as if all those Watford players weren't going to take their safe. eye off the ball yeah. in the league. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Safe, not they're, really together, they're, they're
1: not in the relegation yeah. zone and they've got an FA Cup final. They're not giving 100%. They're trying yeah. to get injured. Yeah. Give them a break. Yeah.
2: Anyway, he's gone and I won, so brilliant. Watford or Arsenal?
1: Arsenal. Watford, I think Arsenal Jeff? will smash them. I've, I've, I actually have a lot of faith in Arsenal this season. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm on the Arsenal train, Unai Emery for president. I'm, I'm not on the, I'm not. That, I'm not necessarily on the train, like John. <laughs> but I, I think Arsenal are better than, than
2: I think they've got a good chance of
1: finishing.
2: sixth.
0: <laughs> um, talking of finishing sixth, um, big game for the race for sixth this week <laughs> is Man United against Leicester. Um, but no, in all reality, I think Leicester. i, I, I my again my predictions. I've put them as coming fourth. This is the kind of game they have to get a result in if they are gonna come fourth. Like they're away at Man United, if they're gonna prove that yeah, we are serious about this, they need to get results against those other people battling for fourth. I think this is
2: game of the weekend. And they've had a few wins. You know, they've they've started the season well. Undefeated. I think I would not be surprised if they won this game.
0: No. And I would not be surprised if there was not seven goals. Like, it's going to be...
2: Like, Man United can't defend, Leicester can't Jamie really... Vardy will score. Yeah, Do you I... remember that weird one when he scored from the rebound off his face? <laughs> uh, when was that? Was that last... It was a couple of seasons ago. It was like a really, really weird one where he... I think it hit the post and it just... Came off his face. Came off his face. Yeah, like just was looking completely the other way, and it. I can't. I can't yeah. remember. It's something like that. Anyway, I, I, I disagree.
1: Disagree with both of you on this one. I, I think, think United. I think United are going to win this, I, and I think um, the logic that sits behind that is Brendan Rodgers. I think that Brendan Rodgers is the type of manager who respects the the mystique of Old Trafford. He's yeah, okay. he's not a, a young upstart. He's not an inexperienced, not been there before. He's the kind of manager who's who's, who's been there before. He's weathered. He's was going there with Liverpool and you knows how hard it is. And he's gonna he's not gonna go and set his team up to go out with all that attack. He's gonna go and set his team up to play United at Old Trafford. Uh, and I th- I think that he will be the reason why they lose that game.
2: Don't Leicester have quite a good record at Old Trafford? <coughs> they do alright, yeah. But uh... I mean, I I think it's interesting. I. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with any result, if you like, but I do, you certainly don't. Oh, I just think it's, a, I agree with John, I think it's a game of the weekend, I think it's fairly unpredictable. Uh, Daniel James scored another belter in there. For Wales. Yeah. yeah, Daniel James is the best player in the world right now. <laughs> along with Aaron uh, Wan-Bissaka. But no, I am genuinely excited about that <laughs> game, which is unusual because it's Man United, but just because there's lots of like subplots to that, you know, it's Leicester challenging themselves, it's United going, if we want to finish fourth, we need to win this game against one of our, you know, competitors for for, for fourth in reality and I, I yeah, I, I think it's and like Leicester nil, are third and Man United are eighth. So not a big gap, but Man United are on
0: 5 points, Leicester are on 8. So suddenly is three-point gap could turn into a six-point gap or they can both be on eight
2: points. Which is significant. Yeah. Like, I know it's early days, but six points, you know, is, is not insignificant. Decent distance. Um, the other games I thought that were quite interesting
0: is Wolves v Chelsea. Um, again, the battle for sixth. Um, although Wolves have struggled since being in the Europa League. So they're in 17th, just above the relegation zone and haven't won a game yet this year. So is the Europa League won too far?
2: Like, is it the boys... They, they- Poison challenge had some uh, played a lot of games they played a lot
1: of games and they have had some
2: hard fixtures
1: in the in the Premier League so I, I do think that
2: they're... have they though because isn't I think my, the issue might be they haven't played any of the top teams and wasn't it last year that Wolves only did well against the top teams well they just got country. beat against Everton last week I don't think oh, oh, oh. Everton fit in the bracket yeah, they're Sorry in the uh, relegation <laughs> battle Everton and below <laughs> <laughs> their record against the top six last year yeah. was very very good mm. So maybe they maybe they need this game. I actually I'm going to pick Wolves for this one. I think Wolves will beat Chelsea. Yeah, I, and I, Chelsea have been flaky as like one thing that they you know
0: is going to happen is they'll score, but they'll also concede. So I, yeah, I just think
1: Chelsea. It's got a score draw all over it for me. Oh, it sounds like you're predicting a very exciting weekend of football, John. I, I'm just excited to have the Premier League. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. Goals! Goals! I'm very much not looking forward to Sheffield United Southampton. I'm very much not looking forward to Brighton Burnley. <coughs> Are you not looking uh, forward to Brighton Burnley? No. Nah.
2: Brighton, the, 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 the magician. Th- the, uh, Is that what we're calling them now? The, the, connoisse- the connoisseurs Manchester City yeah. that play the ball out from the back more than Manchester City do. Have you not seen this?
1: No, no, what? So, I so, mean, I've watched Brighton this year. What are you banging so on about?
0: With the goal kicks now, so if you take a goal kick, you don't have to kick it out of the penalty area. Yeah, yeah you, you can kick it yeah. Yeah. Um, Brighton use that more than any other team in the Premier League, more than Man City, and they play it out from the back more than Man City. Like, wow. they,
1: they are tiki-taka. It, remember, I gave you a preview of, of Graham Potter's managerial strategy pre season in, in the predictions, and I uh, saying that he's been called the English Guardiola because of, yeah. because of
2: exactly that. So the fact that he's doing it in the Premier League is credit to him. Um, one game neither of you mentioned is like the most exciting game every season, always for as long as the Premier League's been in existence, or maybe I can just remember a few really good games, but Liverpool Newcastle. Four nil. Four three. Always four three. No. four. No, <laughs> it, it, it's always four it
0: three. <laughs> when Stan Collymore was yeah. playing <laughs> and Robbie Fowler. But Stan Collymore and Robbie Fowler are now fat. Or well, maybe uh
2: Mewtwo. Mewtwo will uh, Yeah pop no. up with a couple or um... It's
0: really underwhelming look at the Liverpool playing Newcastle and Man City playing Norwich. I reckon there's gonna be twelve goals. Um, I don't know if it like, but mainly for Liverpool and Man City. Like they're just going to smash I'm, them. No,
2: I'm a little bit intrigued about Norwich because do Norwich, I would love it if Norwich just go out and still try and play football. I think yeah. they will get punished against Man City, Dana, because Man City is so good. But I hope that they do stick to their guns and they, I think if they can cause Man City some problems, so it's just a question of can they can they defend it. They can't think. defend it. I'll tell you who needs a
1: result this weekend. Aston Villa. mm Yep. if they don't start winning games, they're going to find themselves in a pickle. And they're at home to West Ham on the Monday night. West Ham have started well, so it started very well. I've I've been hearing talk of of Hala Hela. Haller? Haller, yeah. Being your best striker in the league, have you been hearing talk of that? No, no, I made him flop of the year. You made him flop of the year, John. That was that was poor. But I haven't noticed about him being. This... Uh, so you and I watched him, Roger. And he was he was very good. And yeah. he's scored started scoring goals since then. So I, I read a uh, an opinion piece, mm. an op-ed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was
2: it by Carl?
1: <laughs> 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 uh, basically saying that he's got everything. He's he's going to be. Uh, an eighty million
2: pound striker before uh, blink of an eye. Do you know? My, He's my,
0: really slow. My favorite it's thing about no John's pace. prediction
2: here, like John's, don't listen to Johnny. Stry- but my favorite thing about this whole thing is that, like, you've kind of been wrong in both counts, be- because <laughs> not only is Haller doing quite well at the moment, but in the same sentence you talked about how good um, Jovic was going to be at Madrid. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I did. Has he played yet? No. <laughs> no he hasn't got a game. You, you're like, you were like, <laughs> you're like oh, they, they played up front together. <laughs> One of them was just bought by Madrid,
1: so you yeah. know I'm, I'm, <laughs> the other guys. Crack. I'm sure the other guys, shit. and at the yeah.
2: moment, the trajectories are just going yeah. like no, r- give r- it to, it's a long season, it one. is, it is a, a long season. season. <laughs> um,
0: well, the Premier League is back next week, which is very exciting. Uh, but has anyone got any side stories before we go? And you yeah, go on, has anyone got any?
1: Yeah, you see that. Um, Danny Drinkwater got, got beaten up, you see yes. that? Yeah, no. So, Oh, oh. so there's, Where's there's... he playing at the moment? Sorry, He's on loan to... at Burnley. <laughs>
0: Usually
2: midfield, right? On loan at Burnley. Yes, <laughs> midfielder. Yes. So supposedly... At least he didn't talk about carrying liquid or something he like that. Drinks or drinks water. Know, doesn't something he, really? Really?
1: he was out at a nightclub drinking water. He wasn't um, drinking water. No, he definitely wasn't drinking water. So this is the story that I think was broken by the sun. And 30 minutes ago, I gave you my opinion on that. So I can't believe I'm... I'm I'm rehashing Yeezy. their story but it, I did, wasn't there. it was followed up with pictures of him just battered. So he was trying to hit on another team mate's girlfriend? Another, another professional football player from a different team girlfriend. Try, trying to hit on him? Yeah. And then that other professional footballer it wasn't the one that, that beat him up it was his mates.
0: Yeah but the other, then the other guy kind of said oh chill out mate like stop hitting on my girlfriend fair enough and he kept going and kept going and then it oh, got. Was a little he doing weird. the whole
2: "I'm a footballer"? Yeah.
0: Like, um, he got thrown out, and whilst he got thrown out, six people just beat the shit out of him.
2: Yeah. Who were the friends of the? Well,
1: no one knows, but the, 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 yeah. Wow. So Sean Dyche is not pleased. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's going. to He's have...
0: injured. He's out for a while, six weeks I reckon, because he busted his ankles and. Because
2: oh, so they really they, gave him a kicking. They in. really,
0: they properly gave him a kicking, and they were going for his legs because they knew he was a footballer.
2: Oh Jeez that's shit. pretty ugly. Now it's pretty I, brutal. I, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, but um perhaps it's all, also lesson learned, Danny. Yeah,
0: it's all
2: <laughs> idiots being idiots. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> no I kind of one... just feel like that you know, that ha- hopefully that happens somewhere where I don't have to see it and we can all move on because <laughs> it's all shit. Like those people are all shit. Let's just move on. Um, Anyway
0: (laughs) Fair enough Shall we move on Yeah that's good Um, Did anyone hear about The Costa Rica manager Who quit um, After
2: a very short Period of time No
0: he's been there For about nine months Oh okay Um, But he just came out And they said I want to quit From being Costa Rica manager They said Oh why it's really boring. Oh no, I did see this. Yeah. So what? <laughs> Being an international manager is really boring for like days on end. There's no football to watch. I don't have to coach anyone, so I'm just going to quit. And he just quit because it was boring, which I think was brilliant. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Surely it's not like that though. Like this. Well, he said he watches a lot of video <laughs> because I guess as Costa Rica manager, you don't go and watch the Costa Rican Premier League going. Oh, all my players are here. All your players are overseas playing true. for various clubs. So you just watch videos Lots of, of frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Well, no, because they, they can't afford to send him. So he said, I just watch videos. So I just sit at home watching football on my own going, oh, yeah, this guy's still quite good. Always oh, that's on the not bench. a terrible job. Come no, it's on, not the worst. worst. On,
2: <laughs> that's, that'll do. Probably on the beach some, you know, yeah. somewhere nice. Yeah, we sit weird. in the shed for
1: fun.
0: Yeah, true. That's fair enough.
1: Um, do you see that today is the... Uh, the 11-year anniversary of Theo Walcott becoming the youngest ever English hat-trick scorer.
0: Wow, no. He scored a
1: hat-trick for England. Yeah, age 17, yeah.
0: When did that
2: happen? In a World Cup qualifier against <laughs> well, 11 years
1: ago. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, to just the day.
2: got no time for Theo. You remember how exciting he was when he burst onto no, the scene? No, I don't scene. think he was. He couldn't play football even when he burst onto the scene. He was just fast. Yeah. And he's rubbish. Um, does
0: anyone have any Sorry. more side stories or I have an exciting new game for us to finish on oh yes game game Okay, or, games. Yep. let's go game okay so this game is between the two of you is it questions on uh, buzzers uh, questions no. on buzzers no fingers on buzzers so put your what finger ha- on your buzzer <laughs> the game is there will be a game that happened in the past and you have to both name the starting 11s of those of that game oh. you get to go one each um, so, Jeff names one, then Roger names one, and we keep going. If you get one wrong, you lose. If you get someone who came off the bench, you get to go again. So, it's got to be a starting... Oh, okay, good
2: game,
1: John. Okay? I'm nervous.
0: So, the game... Who wants to go first? I'll go first. The game is England v Belgium in the World Cup in 2018 in the group game. In the group game? In the group which game. Which is when there were a lot of changes. So, Jeff, mm. who played? You can pick anyone from the starting 11s of both England and Belgium. And they had to have started.
2: No writing notes.
1: <laughs> oh, Harry Maguire. Incorrect. Game over already.
2: <laughs> oh wait, no. I, know, I probably have to Did get one more. Right,
0: he came off the bench. You oh, get another guy. Uh, yes. He came off the
1: bench. Oh. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold. Correct.
2: Nasser Chadley. Correct.
1: Nasser Chadley. That's a really... <laughs> <laughs> of
0: all the Belgian players you've been on for.
1: Um, Jordan Pickford. Correct.
0: So this was the game that finished 1-0 to Belgium that it was better to lose. Uh,
2: Dries Mertens. Who is Dries Mertens? He came off the bench. (laughs) Go again. No way. Um,
1: The Tongan. Oh, sorry. You can name them from both sides. Yeah, yeah, Oh, sorry. The
0: Tongan did not play. Jeff wins.
1: What? (laughs) Tongan didn't play?
0: So the lineups were Pickford, Phil Jones, John Stones, Gary Cahill, Eric Dyer, Alexander Arnold, Danny Rose, Loftus Cheek, Delph, Vardy, Rashford. There you go. What a team. And Courtois, Vermalen, Boyata, Dendoka, Hazard, Dembele, Tillemans, Chadley, Hanazai, Fellaini and Batshuai. So both
1: yeah. teams just played Well that was why he picked that game. Yeah. Because it was yeah. yeah. Second elevens. But yeah, I've just
0: thought it yeah, was a great did. game. Good, yeah, great good game. Well, game. Yeah. should we bring that game back next week? One 0 so
1: right. one nil. Jeff, uh, oh
2: no! <laughs> Surely <laughs> he loses just because he hey, got to go first and got it wrong.
1: No, I didn't he was a sub, subrod, <laughs> <laughs> whoever that was. Harry Maguire, Harry,
2: Harry McGuire.
0: Um, Has anyone got anything else before we go? No,
2: some um, uh, good to be in the new shed, the new shed, mm. the spare room, the spare studio, uh, and I'm really excited to watch some Premier
0: League. <laughs> thanks for listening everyone we will be back next week uh, in the fancy new spare room shed Um, don't forget if you want to get in contact ask us questions or tell us we were wrong about anything um, just find us on Facebook search football shed or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com thanks for listening everyone see ya see
3: ya bye Uh,